Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Blind Tag Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Nashon. Today is going to be a great episode. We're going to unveil, even though it's been unveiled for a couple days, the NCAA Baseball Field of 64. And, you know, might look at it and make a eyeball prediction of who's going to win the tournament. Unfortunately, due to a loss to South Alabama in the second game of pool play, Coastal Carolina did not make the field of 64. It is sad, but as I said in the previous episode, I have a feeling that this experience will serve them better next year. So, I think before we get into the tournament, uh, um, it's actually a good thing that I waited until Friday to release this, because if I waited, if I had done it typical, woo, I would have missed some stories. First and foremost, and I'll kind of do this in like the chronological order of, oh my God, uh, first and foremost, the Boston Celtics lost in five games to the Brooklyn Nets. Apparently, Brooklyn did not want to go back to Boston and experience more um, subtle racism, as it was implied. But, and I'll, I'll, I'll talk about that in a minute. The front, they decided that there was need of a shakeup. Danny Ainge retired or resigned. I don't know uh, which which term he used, but he is no longer the president of basketball operations. That title now goes to Brad Stevens, who immediately stepped down as the coach of the Boston Celtics. They will be um, he and ownership will be uh, looking to hire a new coach. This is interesting. I did not see this coming, but I know at Danny Ainge two years ago uh, had a heart issue. I think he had a heart attack. Um, so he was worried about his health and then everything going on since uh, July of 2020 with having to um, in the season, in the bubble, and then trying to deal with a global pandemic while a basketball season, like, you know, it's, it can be stressful on someone's health, and especially if you have a compromised health. Uh, from my understanding, you know, I want to say it was an article I read on ESPN um, that Brad Stevens had kind of lost the fire of coaching because, you know, because of the bubble, understandable, and he didn't wanted a new challenge, and this is a new challenge. I think, you know, it's, it's interesting to see who's going to be um, the new head coach. Uh, I think Bleacher Report had Sam Cassell as the top candidate, but we'll see what happens. This is a, you know, obviously some candidates they can't talk to because they're still in the playoffs. So we'll see what happens with that. 
and then, like, okay, and I, I literally texted uh, Bennett and Matt, I'm like, uh, yeah, you know, this is going to be, Celtics going to have an interesting offseason. Boy, was I unsure of how crazy uh, Wednesday was, yeah, Wednesday was going to be. Because almost immediately afterwards, this story came out. WWE has reportedly parted ways with several top talents. The following talents were cut today. Braun Strowman, Aleister Black, Lana, Ruby Riot, Buddy Murphy, and NXT star Santana Garrett. Only thing I got... And the uh, apparent word is budget cuts. Uh, Aleister Black on his wife, uh, Thea Trinidad's Selena Vegas uh, Twitch account, he said that's basically what he was told. That it was a budget cut. Budget cut? Budget cut. Um... Common stock of WWE is going for about $55, $56 a share. Um, yeah. What budget did they need cut? The, hey, we have nothing for you budget? First and foremost, Braun Strowman uh, had just re-signed a deal in 2019. Uh, reportedly... For if, if I read this article correctly, uh, for about one million dollars a year, so he was he was he was a higher end pay. You know, he literally just wrestled a high profile match at WrestleMania against the boss's son, and was in the war a WWE title match at Backlash, and you release him. What? in the hell not only that you just bring Aleister Black back to TV two weeks ago you keep him off last week because as had been reported they wanted the, the assault to breathe they wanted to take their time with this feud well they have all the time in the world now Okay, and now you finally get the tag titles off of uh, Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler. You put them on Natalia and Tamita. Right call should have been done at WrestleMania, but what do I know? I'm just a guy sitting in a chair speaking into a Bluetooth connected microphone. So, in in consecutive shows, you have the Riot Squad lose to Natalia and Tamina. You have Lana and Naomi lose to Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose. And now you release Lana and Ruby Riot. You basically break up two teams. Uh, okay, excuse me. Um, just curious. How many women's 
tag teams do you have? Uh, right now, if you count Lana, you know, Shayna and Nia kind of going their separate ways based on the few, you know, what happened on Monday. Uh, two. And I'm sorry. As much as all four of those ladies are talented, I am not watching a best of seven series between Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose and Natalia and Tamina. I'm not. I've, uh, no. Hell, the NXT Women's Tag Team Champions, all, you know, titles are better than the uh, main rosters. And the only reason they had to create those is because the, they were never going to put those titles on an NXT team. Yeah, they can challenge for them, but they'll never win them. So, I think they need to get rid of the WWE version. You keep the NXT version. And if the if women's tag teams want to challenge for a title, they got to come to NXT. And title, uh, you know, tag title matches can only occur on NXT, on takeovers, or on pay-per-views. Not on Raw, not on SmackDown. And then you got Murphy, who you built up in 2020 with Seth Rollins. You finally have him turn on Seth at, I think, Survivor Series to join the Mysterio, you know, to align himself with the Mysterio family. Then that angle, some reason, gets dropped for, for no reason. Then he's kind of pounding around with Seth again, but not really. And that, I mean, and. Here's another one. Santana Garrett was in the Royal Rumble. Typically, un unless you're being called up, they'll, they'll use the Royal Rumble as a test. Can this, is this person ready? I think she was. But apparently, Vince didn't. Now, the fact that she was released with main roster talent and not um, NXT talent tells you that she she had been called up and she was on a main roster contract. So in that case, okay, why do it three months? Um, it's it's sad. It really is sad. I think. Um, so much wasted potential. And you know who's going to benefit from this? AEW, Impact, Ring of Honor, New Japan. They're, they're, they're going to be the winners in this. They really are. And honestly, uh, I think I told um, Matt and Bennett, I was like, on the 90, 
you know, 91 days from, or yesterday, Lana will be showing up on AEW with her husband, Miro. I'm calling it now. And if that wasn't the craziest thing, then comes a report that Mike Krzyzewski, coach of the Duke Blue Devils men's basketball team, has announced he will retire following this season. What? In the same offseason, Roy Williams retires, and Mike Krzyzewski announces his retirement. Uh, it has been, uh, excuse me, it has been reported that Duke assistant and former player John Schneier will be installed as the coach in waiting and will take over the program next next season. And if you think about it, you know, the timing for um, Roy Williams was perfect. You still, you know, you either, you had your other recruiting done or you we're in the process of getting it done. Um, so that way, and I, I think Hubert Davis was on a lot of those recruiting trips. So they're, they're really recruited to Hubert Davis in a way. So you're not really going to lose any recruits. This gives, um, basically it would not surprise me if John Schneier starts doing a lot, starts doing the press conferences uh, or, or basically, he's the head coach. Coach K is just collecting one more year of wins. You know, I think he'll he'll, he'll be doing all the recruiting and stuff like that. And it's it's going to be weird. February twenty twenty two is going to be the weirdest month in college basketball history. Because you're going to have a Duke versus North Carolina matchup. You're not going to have Dean Smith or Roy Williams on the Duke, on the Carolina bench. You're not going to have Coach Szczeski on the Duke bench. It's going to be weird. It's going to be great. Uh, it's going to be weird. In fact, Hubert Davis is already... Um, uh, fired the first quote-unquote shot. Uh, I, I can't remember the exact uh, quote, but someone was asking about um, uh, I don't know. I can't. I, I can't think of. It. I'm gonna have to look it up and uh, come back to this thought. But. Coach K. The legend, the man, the myth, the legend. Duke haters are celebrating. Duke fans like myself are not celebrating. Well, we're, we're, we are celebrating in a way. We're celebrating his career. 
So that all happened yesterday. <sighs> well, we are going to take a nice little quick break. When we come back, I will re announce the 2021 NCAA baseball tournament bracket. Before we get back to the podcast, I want to let everyone know about my intro. That is Sax, Rock, and Roll by Kevin McLeod. This song and other songs that are royalty-free are being able to be found on IncomeTech.com. All right, welcome back. And now let's talk about the NCAA baseball tournament. Now... Traditionally, let's, let's, let's go with, with uh, traditional, um, the 16 hosts are announced, and those hosts are the top 16 seeds. And then on Memorial Day at 12 o'clock, the field is announced. It was a little different this year because they had pre-announced 20 potential sites and six, you know, 16 were chosen. It turns out that 15 of the 16 host cities were uh, seeded teams. The one exception, the Columbia, South Carolina Regional, which oddly enough, is you know playing host to old dominion who is a seated team which is weird but first and foremost let's go with your your top 16 seeds these would be number one seeds in regionals uh the 16th seed is louisiana tech louisiana tech an at-large bid out of conference usa Number 15 seed, Florida, an at-large bid out of the SEC. 14th seed is Oregon, an at-large bid out of the Pac-12. The 13th seed is East Carolina, an at-large bid out of the American Conference. Number 12 is Old Miss, a at-large bid out of the SEC. Number 11 is Old Dominion, the conference champions of Conference USA. 10th seed, Notre Dame, an at-large bid out of the ACC. 9th seed, Stanford. They are an at-large bid out of the Pac-12. Texas Tech uh, is the 8th seed, an at-large bid out of the Big 12. 7th seed is Mississippi State, an at-large bid out of the SEC. 6th seed is TCU, the, uh, the um, automatic bid out of the Pac-12, uh, Big 12, excuse me. Number five, Arizona, the automatic bid out of the Pac-12. Fourth seed is Vanderbilt, at-large bid out of the SEC. Three seed is Tennessee, another at-large bid from the SEC. Two seed is Texas, an at-large bid out of the Big 12. And finally, 
the number one overall seed, the SEC champions, Arkansas Razorbacks. No. Yes. I'm sorry. I had to think about it for a second. Those are the top 16 seeds in the NCAA baseball tournament. First and foremost, if you are a baseball fan, you are not surprised by East Carolina. You are not surprised by SEC dominance. You are surprised that Notre Dame is a seeded team. You are also surprised that Louisiana Tech and Old Dominion, two teams out of Conference USA, are seeded teams. And Old Dominion is one of the top offenses in the country. They have had, uh, let's see, they have accounted for 101 home runs this season, which is the most out of all the teams in the field. I think they average almost two home runs a game, which is, uh, I don't know, unheard of. In, well, I mean, it's not really unheard of if you think about it. Now, if I can just open the right file, it'll be good. Oh, you gotta love technology. Not really, but you have to. Uh, let's see. Uh, as far as um, ERA goes, uh, Texas, out of the seeded teams, has the best ERA with an ERA of 2.95. They've allowed 166 earned runs on 506 and a third innings. The worst of the seeded teams would have to be Stanford with an ERA of 4.64. Uh, batting average, Arizona has the best batting average of seeded teams with a 325. Uh, they have collected 640 hits on 1,967 at bats. The worst seeded team would have to be Notre Dame. They only batted 270, collecting 372 hits on 1,378 at bats. So that is your. teams, once again, those are the teams that are the number one in their regional. The regionals are double elimination. One faces four, two faces three. The winners face off. The two losers face off in an elimination game. That winner will take on the loser of the winner's bracket uh, finals. If the team that wins their first two games loses their next game, they have to play the same team again. If they win, they advance to Super Regionals. Super Regionals are best of three, and then the College World Series is basically broken down into two four-team uh, four regions. With the College World Series being uh, final, being a best of 
three. So, when we get back, we will go through the left side of the field. Uh, that would include uh, the one versus the one versus sixteen super regional, and so on and so forth. So, we'll take this quick little break. When we come back, let's see who Arkansas has to go through to make it to the super regionals. Welcome back, and let's get right to it. The number one overall seed is Arkansas. They will be in their regional with American East champion North New Jersey Institute of Technology. The 2-3 matchup will be Northeastern taking on Big Ten champion Nebraska. And Northeastern is the Colonial Athletic Association champion. The winner of that region will take on the winner of the 16C Louisiana Tech regional. That region, they will play in their first matchup, Metro Atlantic Athletic Conference champion Ryder. And in the 2-3 matchup, NC State will take on Alabama. In the Stanford regional, they... Stanford's first matchup will be against Summit League champion North Dakota State. Nevada, as the three-seed champions out of the Mountain West Conference, will take two-on-two-seed UC Irvine champions out of the Big West. In the Texas Tech Regional, they will take on in their first game Patriot League champion Army. In the two-three matchup, you will have UCLA versus North Carolina. North Carolina was one of the last teams in the field. Arizona. Uh, like I said, winners of the Pac-12. They will take on in their first game in their regional Grand Canyon. Champions out of the Western Athletic Conference. The 2-3 matchup in this regional is Oklahoma State versus UC Santa Barbara. It's interesting. Of all the teams in the tournament, only two teams have tied, have a tie on their record, and they're in the same regional. Uh, Grand Canyon uh, tied with Oklahoma State due to a travel curfew. In the Old Miss Regional, they will take on in their first matchup Ohio Valley Champ um, Conference champion Southeast Missouri State. In the 2-3 matchup, pits Southern Miss, uh, Mississippi against Florida State. In the East Carolina Regional, East Carolina in their first matchup will take on 4-seed Norfolk State. Norfolk State, the champion out of the MIAC Conference. And probably going to be the last at, uh, automatic bid in that conference for a while, as several teams... Uh, Bethune-Cookman, Florida A&M, and North Carolina A&T, all of the baseball conference tournament winners prior to this year are leaving after this season. Bethune-Cookman and Florida A&M to the SWAC, and A&T to the Sun Belt. I'm, I'm sorry, but 
um, the Big South. The 2-3 matchup in the, in the East Carolina Regional is two-seed Charlotte versus three-seed Maryland. Now, the one thing about the Big Ten is they did not play any non-conference games. So this is going to be Maryland's first game outside of Big Ten play since March of 2020. We don't know how, how that's going to affect a lot of these teams. We will find out tomorrow. And finally, on the left side of the bracket, we have Vanderbilt taking on Big South champion Presbyterian. And the 2-3 matchup is 2-seed Georgia Tech versus 3-seed Indiana State. So that is the left side of the bracket. If, if the one seeds all win, the Super Regionals would be Arkansas versus Louisiana Tech, Stanford versus Texas Tech, Arizona versus Old Miss, and East Carolina versus Vanderbilt. Now let's go on the right side of the bracket. Home to the two seed Texas Longhorns. They will take on in their first matchup uh, Southern University from the SWAC. In a 2-3 matchup is Arizona State versus one of the darlings of the tournament, even though they are a three seed, Fairfield. Now Fairfield went 37-3. and Did not play any non-conference games. You know, this actually gives the Metro Athletic Conference two teams, which is unheard of. So congratulations to that conference. Do I think they're going to make it out of the weekend? No. But I can see them definitely at least making it to the last day. In the Florida Regional, they will host... Be quite an interesting regional. Their uh, fourth opponent, their fourth round seed, or first round opponent, the fourth seed, is the South Florida Bulls out of the Champions of the American Athletic Conference. Uh, Miami Hurricanes as the two seed will take on the Sun Belt South Alabama Jaguars, who are the three seed. The Notre Dame Fighting Irish. They will take on the champions of the MAC, the Central Michigan Chippewas, and the two seed champions from the Big East, Yukon Huskies, will take on the Michigan Wolverines. The we go. Uh, Mississippi State in their regional will take on Southern Conference champion Sanford in the two-three matchup. Atlantic Ten champions. VCU will take on Big South at large bid, Campbell. I think this is a, uh, we'll say probably the best showing in the NCAA tournament since Coastal won in 2016 because they got more than one team in. So congratulations to the Big South Conference. Where are we at? All right. And in the final half of the region of the bracket, we have TCU champions for the Big 12. We'll take on Southland champions McNeese State. In the 2-3 matchup, you have Oregon State facing off against Missouri Valley Conference champion Dallas Baptist. In the one regional that is not being hosted by the number one seed, Old Dominion will take on Jacksonville champions of the Atlantic Sun. 
Jacksonville is 16 and 32. Okay. Let's let's let that uh sink in for a second. They are 16 and 32. So obviously they won the Atlantic Sun by when you, you know they made the tournament by winning the Atlantic Sun. Let me let me pull up some stats here real quick. Alright. They are four and three against teams. Four of their 16 team wins, third of their win, or a quarter of their wins, came against teams that are in the field, including two against Florida State. What in God's name? Seventy-five percent of their wins came against teams ranked in the top 100 of the RPI. And as you can expect, almost 60% of their losses came against teams outside the top 100 in the RPI. Team only hit 21 home runs at a 2.62 batting average in their ERA of 6.30. Um, yeah, they're they're going to be eliminated in day two. They're going to be two and out. Uh, in the 2-3 matchup, host institution South Carolina will take on Virginia. Finally, we have Oregon hosting the four-seed Central Connecticut State. They're the champions of the Northeastern Conference. That winner will take on the 2-3 matchup, which is Gonzaga, champions of the West Coast Conference, and LSU. And finally, we have Tennessee... They will be taking on the champions from the Horizon League, Wright State. And then the 2-3 matchup in that regional is ACC champions, Duke. For the first time since 1961, they win a conference championship. They will take on at-large bid, Liberty. That is the tournament. So... When I get back, I'm going to give my predictions on who I think is going to win the tournament. I will say who's going to win each regional, who's going to win each super regional, and then we'll go more game by game when it gets to the College World Series. I was going to take this quick break. We will be right back with more of the Blind Tag Podcast. Alright, welcome back. And now, who do I think is going to go to the College World Series? Well, I will go ahead and preface this by saying I am not an expert in all of the college baseball programs or teams. I have a basic idea of who the powerhouses are, but I'm just going to do this for fun. So, first and foremost, in the Arkansas Regional, I have Arkansas 
defeating Nebraska to make the Super Regionals. Uh, I don't see a uh, Nebraska winning a game against Arkansas, honestly. In the Louisiana Tech Regional, I actually have NC State defeating Louisiana Tech twice to win out of the losers. No, I'm sorry. You know, they'll defeat them. Hey. You can tell it's early in the morning. Uh, I actually have NC State winning. Louisiana Tech coming out of the loser's bracket will defeat NC State once. But NC State will make it to the Super Regional. Uh, and I have Arkansas defeating NC State to make the College World Series. In the Stanford Regional, I have Stanford defeating UC Irvine coming out of loser's bracket to win the Regional. And I have Texas Tech defeating North Carolina, make, making a run to the uh, regional final before losing to Texas Tech. I think North Carolina can actually steal a game from Texas Tech in the regional finals, but Texas Tech will ultimately win in the end. And I have Stanford winning that super regional, defeating Texas Tech to advance to the College World Series. I have Arizona defeating UC Santa Barbara in the regional finals. Once again, I believe UC Santa Barbara will steal a game. But Arizona will come out of that regional. And in a shocker, I have Southern Mississippi in the Old Miss regional. I don't have Old Miss making the regional final. I have Southern Mississippi defeating Florida State. Florida State coming out of the loser's bracket. Uh, it will be basically be Southern Miss defeating Florida State in the first round. Florida State making it to the regional final, beating Southern Miss in the first game, causing them to have a second game. That's where Southern Mississippi wins. Their Cinderella run will end as Arizona will beat them in the Super Regional. I have East Carolina defeating Charlotte in, the, in their regional final. Uh, they will take on, the ECU Pirates will take on Vanderbilt, who I have defeating Georgia Tech in their regional final. As much as I wanted to do a Presbyterian's first time in the tournament upset, now, I'm sorry. You're not UMBC. And I have ECU upsetting Vanderbilt in the Super Regional to make the college world series let's go on the right side of the bracket uh two seed texas i have them defeating fairfield coming out of losers bracket i have arizona state beating them in the first game but then making a run and i can see them taking the game from texas before ultimately losing in the florida regional i have miami defeating south alabama gotta represent the sunbelt in a shocker I don't see Florida making it to the regional final. Miami will then upset Texas to make the College World Series. Next up we have in the Notre Dame regional, I have Notre Dame defeating Rich, uh, Michigan. Well, I was going to say Richmond. 
Uh, I don't see Michigan taking a game from Notre Dame. Uh, they will take on the winner of the Mississippi State Regional, which I have BCU defeating Campbell. Yes, Ole Miss and Mississippi State, both one seeds in their regional, both eliminated. Notre Dame will then go on to defeat BCU handedly and make the College World Series. All right, the uh, TCU Regional, I have TCU defeating Dallas Baptist. And in the Columbia Regional, even though Old Dominion is the number one seed, Old Dominion will defeat South Carolina to advance. Jacksonville will not have a Cinderella run. They will lose twice. They will, they will go 0-2. They will be the first team eliminated. Uh, I was going back and forth on this one, but I have Oregon defeating LSU in their in the regional final for their regional. Moving on to, oh, I'm sorry. I have TCU defeating Old Dominion in the Super Regional. And then, because the team is so hot right now, I have Duke defeating host Tennessee, the three seed to advance to the Super Regionals where they are defeated by Oregon. I'm, I'm not that crazy. So, in the Super Regional, you have one seed, I'm sorry, in the College World Series, you have one seed Arkansas versus nine seed Stanford. You have five seed Arizona versus 13 seed ECU. You have the, 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 the unseeded Miami versus 10 seed Notre Dame. You have six seed TCU versus 14 seed Oregon. Here is how I am predicting probably horribly how the College World Series will go. And I will do this in the orders of games. Game one will be Arkansas versus Stanford. I have Arkansas winning that matchup, sending Stanford to the loser's bracket. Game two is Arizona versus ECU. I have Arizona advancing, sending ECU to the loser's bracket. Game three is Miami and Notre Dame. I got Notre Dame winning, sending Miami to the loser's bracket. TCU versus Oregon in game four. I have TCU advancing, sending Oregon to the loser's bracket. Game five of bracket one. So you have bracket one, which is the left side of the bracket, and bracket two is the right side. So game five is the is bracket one, loser's bracket one, game first. Ugh, say that five times fast. ECU eliminates Stanford, living to fight another day. In game six, uh, in the winner's bracket of bracket one, Arkansas defeats Arizona. Setting up a matchup between Arizona, a rematch between Arizona and ECU. In game seven, you have Miami eliminating Oregon from bracket two, living to fight another day. And then in game eight, you have Notre Dame and TCU, a winner's bracket matchup from bracket two. TCU defeats Notre Dame, setting up a rematch between Notre Dame and Miami. Game nine, it is the second elimination game in bracket one. 
in a rematch, Arizona once again defeats ECU, this time eliminating the Pirates from contention. Game 10, you have a rematch. Notre Dame versus Miami is the second elimination game from bracket two. Miami gets revenge on the Irish and wins and eliminates the Irish from title contention. So your semifinals are as follows. In bracket one, you have Arkansas versus loser bracket winner Arizona. And bracket two, TCU versus loser bracket winner Miami. If Arizona or Miami were to win, they would have to play a second game. If Arkansas and TCU win, they go straight to the finals. I don't see a second game necessary for both. And you have Arkansas and TCU in a three-game series to determine the national title champion. I have TCU, the six-seeded Horn Frogs, upsetting Arkansas to win the national title. Do I think that's probably going to happen? Uh, you know, it is college baseball. We did have a uh, a four regional seed one time win the entire tournament. Uh, it was Fresno State. I want to say it was 2008. So the baseball tournament is more unpredictable. So we will definitely see. And speaking of unpredictable, in its first ever Women's College World Series game, James Madison defeated the powerhouse that is Oklahoma in softball. That reminds me of an Appalachian State team that went to Ann Arbor, Michigan. I wonder what happened in that game. If anybody happens to know what happened in that game, let me rephrase it. If anyone doesn't know what happened in that game, you are either living under a rock or you weren't born yet. If you're now watching football, you've probably been informed of what happened. Uh, so, that is the College World Series. Uh, I have TCU defeating Arkansas to raise the banner, I believe, for the first time. And with that being said... I think I will end today's show. I think, you know, it's it, it's been a decent show. You get my opinion on it. And next week, we'll see what we drum up. This has been the Blind Tag Podcast. Make sure you are checking out the Blind Tag Podcast on Instagram at the Blind Tag Podcast. All underscored, and anything you want me to talk about, anything you want me to discuss, send me a message. Send me um, uh, the podcast email is linked to that account, and we'll see what we can do. But until then, my name is Kyle Nashon, and I will see y'all next week.